dangerously close. My guest today is Sasha Serbel. Sasha is a stand-up comedian and creator of the comedy special Artificial Ignorance on Amazon Prime. He performs regularly at major clubs in New York and around the U.S. and internationally. His inspiration is mostly drawn from the feeling of this can't be it and the faint notion that buying more crap may not be the path to peace and fulfillment. (laughs) Fulfillment. Sasha has traveled the world and found peace of mind nowhere. Performances in Paris, Barcelona, Los Angeles, and all over New York have done nothing to quench the turmoil of his mind, growing like tendrils of curly hair from an ever more confused head. Audiences (laughs) find the entire process very amusing. You can find his sensibility in the nooks of consciousness where the flashes occur like, I shouldn't be eating this, and we elected who? Somebody once described his comedy as whatever disease Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to cure. Uh, Join him for The Descent. He's currently developing... A new comedy special, which we'll be, t- we should have just plugged that the fuck up top, man. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, <laughs> blood type B and organ donor. What's yeah. up, Sasha? Hey, how you doing, man? So thanks for that intro. Yeah, that is that is the uh, the previous intro. Yeah, it works. Uh, the only thing is it's no longer on uh, Amazon Prime. They took it down after a couple of years. But it is on YouTube, so you can watch Artificial Ignorance on YouTube. And I am preparing a new special. Uh, on, I'm recording it in New York City on May 21st at New York Comedy Club. If anybody's in the area, come on down. Just New York Comedy Club on uh, East 24th Street, 241 East 24th Street, uh, May 21st. That's a Sunday at 5 and 7 p.m. So that'll be, you know, and I think we're going to be talking about a lot of the topics I'm I'm sort of going to cover in the new special. Yeah. And uh, just a little behind the scenes for you guys listening. Sasha told me, he was like, Hey man, uh, I'd love for you to tell your audience about this because I'd like for a bunch of smart people to show yes. up to my show. And I think that you have a particularly smart audience. So he's talking about you. He's already said such nice things about you. If you're in the New York area on May 21st, fucking go, <laughs> go over there. Come on you, down. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. 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 Holler. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a good show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been preparing this material. If you've, uh, actually, you've been, Maybe you've seen me. I've been tr- sort of touring ever since the pandemic allowed us to. Um, I've been touring like uh, around the country and some some parts of Europe as well, and just kind of getting this material ready. And it is sort of a, a part of the special is talking about the pandemic or not, or like what I did and didn't do during the pandemic. And uh, it's amazing how much I didn't do. I'm just I, there's not one inch of like self improvement. Or so, like, I spent the year inside and I didn't do anything. I, I'm, I'm amazed that I, I came out basically. All I got was older. That's it. Like I didn't, <laughs> you know, you, your whole life, your whole life, you're telling people like, well, if only I had more time, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd get in shape. I'd, I'd eat right. I, you know, I had all the time in the world. I didn't do anything. So it was yeah. like this weird, uh, like self-discovery. Uh, and I was thinking like, only thing that I think, and it's just as me, I think a lot of people basically have the same experience. All that happened during the pandemic is we all went into our own bubbles, yeah. our like medium bubbles, our like Twitter bubbles or whatever. And we just, when it opened, uh, nobody could like get on a plane without getting into a fist fight. Remember how many of those there were? Yeah. Like, there was like every freaking day there was some guy had to be dragged off of a plane because he didn't want to close the curtain or something. It was just insane. We all... 
All right. Do you remember? I'm trying to put it like I'm. I was trying to understand this, and you you remember who Ted Kaczynski was? Uh, yeah, the Unabomber. The Unabomber. Yeah, right. So, did you ever watch the documentaries about the about the Unabomber? Or uh, ever... No, but I am pretty familiar with his uh, his work. Yeah, yeah. So he was his work. <laughs> yeah, he he was basically um, kind of normal. I mean, he was always a bit off. That's yeah. one of the things about all these mass murders, like. When the media arrives right after the tragedy to the house, to the neighbor's house, they're like, oh, we didn't, he was such a normal guy. He was we so didn't... quiet. He was so nice. But, yeah. but that's never, you know, within a week, they found out this guy was like torturing, you know, you know yeah. raccoons since he was two. Uh, but, you know, nobody wants to admit it right off the bat. Nobody, you know, everybody's shocked when it happens. But basically, Ted, you know, he was a bit off his whole life. But really, what when he really went into, you know, down the rabbit hole was he, when he started living in a cabin out in the woods. Yeah. And he was just, it was just, while he was in some sort of society, he was a professor, he was, you know, working for his brother's company. While he had to communicate with people, it kept him in control a bit. It kept him a little bit normal. Yeah. But once he was alone with his thoughts, that was it. That's when he started, you know, developing manifestos and, and uh, making bombs and whatever. And I think that's kind of what we all did. We all, during the <laughs> pandemic, we all went into our cabins and we just read our own, like fueled now by this, by, by, by algorithms and everybody came out crazy. And one of the things that's sort of reassuring I found is that um, it affected everybody. It didn't yeah. like you know, rich people came out even fucking crazier than everybody else. Like yeah. the, the, the more, the more, the softer your bubble was, the more comfortable, the more nuts you came out of it. You know, the more you could like ensconce yourself and, and like just keep on ordering food and ordering, you know, whatever, uh, sex toys and whatever you need, right? <laughs> to come, you 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 came out nuttier. And look, look at, think of just like look look at like Elon Musk going in and Elon Musk now. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. it's just the guy's ten, ten times. He was like he was a piece of shit before, but now it's like he's the biggest piece of shit on earth. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. Right. He was a piece of shit Kanye. before. Came out just like a yeah. fucking Nazi. Like exactly. <laughs> I know Putin. You know what I mean? Like everybody. It seems like yeah. the more powerful you were, the more this bubble kind of turned you into like whatever. The, you know the, the the worst part, the worst possible part of you. Yeah. And um, you know, it's like coming into that. Now we're all back, and we're all like bumping into our our own bubbles, and it's just. It's just I um, I was very surprised at at, uh, at sort of Elon like that that example of Elon and Kanye and Putin like you could draw a straight line uh, to just how how damaging their their experiences was. So anyway, I'd be willing to guess that uh, none of those guys have like any cool hobbies. That's part of like because <laughs> I feel like you know someone like me like I already have a bunch of hobbies. So I was like I actually kind of contrary to what you had to say, I was stoked on like the free time and shit. I was like fuck it. I, Focus on what I this all this shit I want to do that doesn't make money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I did. I did like, you know, stuff that I wanted to do. I was like writing, you know, random things that but I, I didn't do anything productive. Like I didn't I didn't get in shape or whatever. And yeah. And the thing That's about tough. like I think one of the things that it also like it, it, it challenged our sort of belief systems. Like somebody like one of the things I after the uh one of the things you noticed like is that I drive very early in the morning. Like I'll drive at like 6 a.m. You Sometimes drive in I New York? I, well, if I drive to like, I have a car, I'm in Brooklyn. But if I have a, like, if I have to go to a flight 
you know, I, I have to take early morning flights because they're cheaper. And, yeah. you know, to make sure you get to a show in like wherever, Tennessee, for instance. Yeah. Um, You notice something because I'm driving very early. There's no Teslas on the road at 6 a.m. There's no no BMWs. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of vans and a lot of yeah. trucks. And, you know, those people that are driving the fancy cars don't really work at 6 a.m. Yeah. They don't, you know, it's they're not waking up that early. So the whole meritocracy, I think, is is it, we also started questioning that because during the pandemic we're like, oh, I guess the people we really need are the people we pay the least. <laughs> it's yeah. the, the, the people yeah. we really need to survive are people we don't give a shit about like are we like meanwhile everybody else is like oh i could just work from home you don't even have to see them you know so it was like that and that also sort of the, the belief systems that we i think america is kind of the one thing we all agree on like somewhat uh, whatever religion or part there is like this belief in a meritocracy that you know somewhere down the line like elon musk has money whether you think he's an asshole or not or whatever, he has money uh, because of some logic. There's a logic to him having money. But I think one of the things like... <laughs> I disagree, seem, but go, go it ahead. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like that's... I know a lot of people who have money and it's something... I mean, for one, forget about the inherited stuff. Yeah. But even like just... There are people who can fall ass backwards into money who just yeah. get lucky who yeah. uh and if you have one particular talent that you that you can monetize or that society in general has decided to monetize then you have money and if you don't you know you could be a genius and everything else but if it doesn't make money society doesn't reward you and i think that we're kind of like one of the things that coming out of the pandemic especially because everybody kind of had money briefly you, you had no expenses and you were you, people kind of had like stimulus checks and whatever yeah you realize kind of like well this is all bullshit <laughs> this is all kind of you know a setup but yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i uh just coming out of it that bubble thing the fact that uh our sort of the leaders became detached and uh yeah we're slowly getting out of it hopefully hopefully it's over but i, I did start traveling a lot after the pen like once the pandemic and it was interesting to see how different parts of the country were sort of reacting like uh and how things changed like weed became legal in a lot of places yeah and then and then you'd fly from like new york to texas and it's a felony yeah Do you know what I mean? the, the, like, yeah. It, you'll be beheaded like, yeah it's <laughs> it, it was insane i mean i don't i'm not a weed guy but like i know people who uh you know they, they'd be on the plane with you and they'd be like dumping things in the garden like i gotta you know i can't i don't know what's gonna happen if i cross the state border am i like now a felon and, uh, you know, that was weird. And then uh, the other thing that changed is, and then on the other end, abortion became illegal some places. And uh, now, and it's legal other places. So you have, uh, I was in Tennessee, I was in, it was in Nashville, and I met a bunch of comedians. I mean, I knew Evan Burke from New York, but then I met a bunch of local comedians who were really great. Uh, Courtney Warner, who runs the show in, um, she runs a show at the Blue Room, that the, uh, what's his name's place? Um White stripes guy, uh, Jack White. Oh, Jack White, yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, Third Man Records. They have a, like a blue. She runs a great show there. I uh, met uh, Mariana oh, Barksdale. Is that a Third Coast comedy? I should know these things. I fucking live here. I, yes, I've, I've missed so. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Since I've yeah, met was, you, you've been you've played two shows in Nashville. I've missed both of them because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, but, it wasn't. It was all the same weekend, so you weren't there, so it's fine. But um, yeah, and it was. I met a bunch of great uh, comedians there and um, 
a lot of the female community, I think, I don't know if it was Mariana Barksdale or Courtney. Oh, Warner. yeah, yeah. You know Mariana Barksdale? She's great, too. I've, I've met familiar. a bunch. I can't, I can't name them all, but um, she, somebody had a joke, or I heard the same reference like two or three times from different comedians, and it was about $600, something about $600. I'm like, they, they would do a joke, and I'm like, it's okay, I have $600, and everybody would laugh. And I'm like, what's this $600 reference? I don't and apparently it's the n- amount of money you need to like drive to Illinois to get an abortion. Oh shit. And it's, way. and it's just shorthand yeah. <laughs> between, between women over there. It's just, that's what you need. If you're, if the condom breaks and it's like, it almost like dystopian when you, you know, when you're coming from a place where that's not a thing, you know? I mean, it's bizarre here because, you know, this is one of the things I, I feel like uh, sometimes, you know, if you live in a place like New York or, California or something, you kind of like can look at the rest of the country and be like, what the fuck? But like Tennessee, so I'm sure when you visited and you're in Nashville, you feel like you're in a normal place because Nashville is, it's a city. So therefore, it, like, it yeah. feels like a, like you're in a normal place. But the, the fucking dumbass, like, jug hooting hicks that are in our state government. I mean, these motherfuckers, I like, like right now, so <laughs> it, you saw the thing they did where they, they kicked out the two, uh, oh black, yeah, yeah, black yeah, congressman yeah, yeah. for yeah, yeah. Uh, for protesting like the schools getting shot up with machine guns all the fucking time here, and yeah. uh, and you know they became national news and they were forced to reinstate them because it, it was insane. But they're right now they're doing uh, some political shit against Nashville. Uh, we didn't want to host the RNC because it's just bad fucking juju, and so the <laughs> the state government is trying to eliminate. So our city council has 40 members. They're trying to eliminate 20 of the 20 city council members as a punishment to just to to hurt Nashville and, for, and for the, being like libtards. You know what I mean? It's, and the state government is in Nashville, right? It's the it's it's the, uh, the state like, capital, right? Yeah, the state capital is here. So, but you know, like you know, you, you take a guy like I don't know if you're familiar with our governor. Uh, his name is Bill Lee. He's like a Bill he's like Lee, an off, yeah. off brand Ron DeSantis. He like he can't get the the fame, but he's the same thing. He thinks he's going to be the president, so he's mm-hmm. doing he's doing the MAGA shit and being like, I hate uh, I hate trans trannies. people. Yeah, I hate, yeah they're, 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 they're just fucking they're disgusting people, man. I I don't understand. I really don't get why people. I, I've been at like dinner. I mean, I have you know i sort of uh, operate in a, in a wide variety of people, so I'm not just you know talking to. To, to you know blue state people but i've been at like dinners with where, where you know adults older than me who just break into a discussion about you know female weightlifting and how that one trans athlete's ruining it ruining it for all other female yeah, like they ever and gave I, a fuck about women's you know i know and it's just <laughs> and, and i'm like why do you people give a shit about this i yeah. live i live in i'll give you an example this was this was just sort of the media about look I get it. I was in Nashville. Nashville is a cool place. Amazing food, music. I mean, just a lot of cool people, right? But the minute you like drive a bit further, you feel it. You feel yeah. like there's a bit of a, you know, you yeah. get why it's under kind of siege. And um, it's, it's sort of, I'll give you an example from years ago. I live in Bushwick, which is, and I joke about this in my new special, like, uh, you know, it's, it's basically, I'm a liberal guy in Bushwick. I'm Richard Nixon. 
All right. This is the most. Yeah. This is like sure. Berkeley <laughs> of Brooklyn. It's the. It's not even Berkeley. It's. It's beyond. I mean, if if they invent a new pronoun, it'll be here. You know, yeah. like that's the. It's the core of all this. And I remember I was going to visit my parents for Mother's Day, and they lived in Long Island at the time. And Long Island is like a two-hour drive, right from here, and um, you know, in the suburbs, and you know, and they were watching Fox News and whatever, and. I would go to get like flowers and cake and whatever around here locally in Bushwick in Brooklyn. And I was like, there's long lines, everything's for Mother's Day. You know, there's the happy Mother's Day at the florist, happy Mother's Day at the cake shop. Happy, you know, there's there's basically trans people working at the bake shop and the flower store for Mother's Day, making me all these things to bring to my mother. I go to my mother and, and I give them the cake and whatever. Somebody was there I was like, well, can we even say Mother's Day anymore? Jesus like, Christ. Yes, you I'm like, say, where you are you? Say Merry, you could say Merry Christmas too, yeah. man. You're like, <laughs> like, where are you getting this? I literally bought this cake from the most blue-haired trans left wing. I, I can't explain her anyway. And she wrote Happy Mother's Day on the cake. Like, where are you hearing this? They're just yeah. hearing all this stuff being piped in. You know, that's not real. It's well, the, I, the, the, I, the debate well, I, isn't I, real. I agree entirely. And I was going to say for what you said earlier with like, uh, you know, having dinners with older uh americans and having them act you know act like this is just the most insane you know like that the world's being taken over the these people probably wouldn't even have an issue with trans rights more than likely wouldn't even know it exists but it's you know it's the fascist playbook right now is is for them <laughs> yeah, the, the minority the, the, yeah that's it's the it's the it's the smallest and most defenseless minority for them to attack so it, that is why that every talking point out of every dumbass hick Republican like uh the governor of Tennessee or Ron DeSantis or they're all going after trans people because they are the easiest target and they're the smallest group of people. And, and so and that's on the news, that's all it's just blah 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 trans, 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 pronouns, pronouns, pronouns. Oh, this must be a deluge of this is what's happening in the world. Like exactly they, they they imagine that you know it's like the thing if it's on your tv 24 hours a day then you're gonna you're, you're just gonna imagine that, that and they don't leave you know their suburbs and they, they think that that's what's going on like i've had uh, so with respect to the trans issues uh that you keep hearing i'm like you know like um first of all you mentioned older americans i think that's one of the things like we've been living in the past five six years in sort of turbulent times and every time anybody mentions that they say it hasn't been this turbulent since the 60s or 70s that's the last time it was this divisive and the thing that happened back then the reason why the 60s were so divisive is because you had the boomers the biggest generation in history yeah. not numbers wise were taking power they were they were coming into the age indo democracy so all of a sudden they, they were voting and they were arranging the world according to them right so that's why you had turbulence they were taking power away from, from the previous generation uh, so basically, um, yeah, what you're having now is the boomers are losing power and they're not giving it up. And it's amazing if you look at just how how much of our world is is is, is created by boomers. Yeah. I mean, the Rolling Stone, they were touring until like last year when Charlie Watts died. You know, Pro Jam doesn't tour that often. You know, like the, the sort of yeah. the, the generations after have already like exited the scene culturally. The boomers are still running things i mean look at we live in a geritocracy i mean the the president is in his 70s the guy running for his you know is in his the previous guy was in his 70s nancy pelosi's a you know 
also a septuagenarian. She just left, right? The guy taking over isn't exactly a spring chicken. You know, yeah. everybody's old. And the reason why their resistance to any progress is because they're, they're, they're a huge generation and they vote. You know who tastes the most testosterone in this country? Men. Yeah. Middle-aged old men take testosterone. Joe Rogan takes testosterone. Yeah. Because he wants to be a man. Yeah. It's, you know, so these are sort of... Wow, that's kind of on point. Jesus Christ. That's kind of... It's a spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they, they. I think they find it's just something that they take it... It is an extreme kind of change in a person's life. And it is a very, you know... You know, it's on, it's on the far end of of what most people will experience in their life, and then they take they make a straw man out of it. They're like, "Well, everybody's turning trans." No, like just go rewind. Like, look at Ziggy Stardust. Look at Boy George. Yeah. Look at you know, you could rewind the story. Like they 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 were banning in Tennessee the the thing about um, drag performances, right? Yeah, which which isn't transgenderism. It's no, it, you know, it's a whole. It's literally, it's it's literally a show. It's a perform. It's a performative show. Yeah. What I think is fucking insane, man, is, and I think, I mean, I'm not the first person to bring this up recently, but it's a, a film that I saw when I was a kid called uh, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, starring Patrick Swayze, uh, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo, oh, yeah, where, there, yeah, yeah. where there are three drag queens that go on a road trip across America, and everybody yeah. loved it, and that was 1995, like, Look! Look! Fucking... Uh, somebody was saying you can't take somebody under eighteen now into in Nashville to a uh, to Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show because there's like you know I don't remember but there's some you oh know cross dressing or like I mean they don't know where the border is really yeah. the, the law is written so terribly and like so you know it was written on purpose to cause damage to those people. Well, I would also say and, this too. I think it, I think it was it was purposefully written to be obscure and not to make exact sense because that way yeah. it can be interpreted you know if they continue to gain power that law can mean all kinds of things uh, there's there's things that are actually written into that bill uh that can be used to outlaw uh interracial marriage that's that's in the same bill so the yes, anti so the the bill that outlaws drag queens also technically outlaws interracial marriage it's it's all Wow, it's, it's in the wording. It's you know that's what people are saying is like if you look at it and if you want to interpret it that way, you could use it for all. You can nullify marriages between uh, people. That yeah, are not, it's like it's. Are they getting are they getting pleasure out of it? Is it like I, I don't understand? Like they passed the law, all right? Are they really getting that much? It seems like they're getting way worse. Like I think the abortion laws that they passed just are hurting them politically. I mean, they're they're losing elections where they should yeah. win because they went too far but it seems like again if you're old and you're and i don't know how much of old people are trying to buy a ticket to to heaven do you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. like it's i had this joke in the previous special where i was saying like you know most people once it doesn't affect them now they're against abortion now that you can't have a baby now you're against it you know like tick tock tick tock here comes the grim reaper and hey i want to get to heaven if in your mind you think voting against it is going to get you to heaven then what's the, you know, it's not going to damage you. So I don't know, like the whole transgender thing, again, it's it's not a large portion of the population. It's an issue that shouldn't be this controversial. Like it, it shouldn't, it's just people wanting to live their lives the way they want to live it. I mean, well, it's almost I have a, something I have a very strong, Republican about that, right? You know, like, I have a very strong uh, belief on why and how this is, you know, coming to pass. And I don't, and the, one thing I want to point out is, when I 
uh, compare these people to Nazis, I'm not being uh, uh, I'm being extreme. Like they're Nazis, you know, like because people get this idea in their heads that a Nazi is something like in a Marvel movie. Like if you watch the Captain America, like the Nazi is like a guy whose head is a giant villain skull, yeah. and and they're and they're a insane genius. Most Nazis were just fucking bureaucrats. And yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Entire, it, the entire purpose of it was for a small group of people to get as much power concentrated into as few hands as possible so that they could live opulent lives. And mm-hmm. I believe just 100% that's what's going on with the Republicans. It's, you know, I would say that most of them don't believe in a fucking word they say. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. You talked about Bill Lee, right? So yeah. all of them, you said he was like an off brand, uh, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ron DeSantis, they're all sort of, they're vying for second place. None of them want to take on who real guy, who, who their real competition is, who's, you know, yeah. who's the, who was the president. They don't want to take him on because they know they're going to get annihilated. They know his, he's, he runs a cult. So what they're doing is they're vying for second place with the hope that when he does exit the scene, They'll they'll inherit his you know his, his followers. They're there, so that's why they're doing these anti-trans yeah. things. Or they're fighting Disney, whatever it is. They're thinking if I could get these crazies to at least know my name, then when you know Mango Mussolini passes away, which is really what they're only you realize that their only hope is that this guy, yeah, when he leaves, they they can't. I mean, look, he could run and lose again. And what do you think he's going to go away? He's not going to run again in 2028. <laughs> I, I mean, God, he, I find it hard to believe that he will still be able why, to speak. Why would he though? I mean, first of all, that's the other thing. Uh, people like him live forever. You just have to, you know, yeah. it's very easy to be healthy when you do not care about another human being. It is. You so know true. what I mean? Yeah. When you have like, when you're, you know, whatever, even if something natural happens in your life, like it's, it's understandable that your parents will, die before you right yeah but it's still painful <laughs> you expect that your whole life kind of it's gonna it's terribly painful because you love your parents right but if you don't give a shit about anybody else that stress never accumulates in your yeah. life so that's the health plan that's the asshole health plan like just don't care about anything except yourself such a good uh point about him and i've and i've met other people like him too or you know like that that have that kind of like sociopathic narcissistic kind of um yeah mentality where they create anger and pain and chaos everywhere they go everywhere they go like people are so fucking stressed out and like and they're yeah. and they're getting heart disease from just being around them but they're <laughs> they're unaffected because they no, don't care about yeah or anyone they don't feel so yeah i know it's amazing yeah, so their heart sent, stays keeps beating <laughs> he sent he sent a mob of people to the capital, right? And then five or six of them died. I forgot how many. I mean, look, if if Taylor Swift, forget it. If if, if Hannah Montana and what's her name? Miley Cyrus. Yeah. If she had a concert in DC on the mall, right? Yeah. And then said at one point, all right, we're gonna march over to the Capitol and we're gonna fight like hell. And six people died. Yeah. Where, what jail would she be in is only is the only question for the rest of her life. If you had a party at your house and six people died, yeah, guess what? You'd probably be in jail. The amount it's insane that he's not, you know. It's, but part of the reason why he's not is he doesn't give a shit and he doesn't feel any guilt 
And it's just people go along with it because, I mean, he's not he's not admitting he lost. He's not admitting he has any responsibility for sending those people over there to die. Well, Even when they we're, had... We're, we're recording this right after he was... Uh, he lost the civil suit. So he was basically convicted of rape in a, in a civil case. But, you know, it, it, for in a way, it, it's it's meaningless. He was like, he was fined $5 million for, for raping that woman. And he is, you know, to- notorious for not paying for anything and then he immediately went on cnn and cnn platformed him where he went on stage in front of a crowd and bragged about what he fucking did i think i, th- I didn't even watch it i didn't watch oh, I don't it. He watch was, it i think he was convicted of uh i think sexual sexual harassment. abuse sexual, sexual abuse. abuse right uh, or I mean, it's just, found it's just, culpable it's it's a different because it's civil it's, it's a different semantics. terminology semantics. yeah he was found culpable by jury's peers of sexually harassing that woman i think that's what it was well it's like when oj and lost then, the civil suit where he was found yeah. for wrongful death and then he went <laughs> my understanding from twitter is he went on uh, and he joked about her he like kind of yeah. made fun about her and the, the audience laughed because they're there somebody said something about brexit that's that's interesting um and he he called the the host a nasty woman, and he he did all he did like he went through his whole, you know, uh, hits right. But somebody uh, was talking about Brexit. I forgot a British comedian. I forgot his name. And he goes, you know, everybody's like, um, you know, uh, it's just racist that that voted for Brexit. And I would like to correct that. It's not. It's all, assholes also voted for him. Yeah. For Brexit. So it's okay. the same thing with Trump. Like it kind of if you have if you like being an asshole, and there are people who like being assholes, yeah. There's something it's like voting, it's like rooting for the for the for the criminal, for the for the bad guy in, in a movie. And there's a lot of people who like that, who just like he's hurting the people I hate and um good or the people that are against me, or the, whatever you feel, and that's it. And I don't look. One of the things that I'm, I'm sort of covering in this special is I was in New York during the pandemic. So I was in I was in this apartment and like six blocks away from me were freezer trucks with bodies. And for at least the first good half of the pandemic, um, the national media, all you could hear was New York is dead. New York is dead. New York is dead. It's just crackheads stabbing each other. It's just, you know, the, the, it's dead, it's over, it's never coming back. And we were like, Jesus Christ, like the, the glee that the rest of the country had yeah. towards us, towards our suffering. I was like, man, I did not know the rest of the country hated us this much. Like it was, and it still didn't hit like the rest of the country in the beginning. So you didn't, you know, a lot of people didn't really even know what was coming, but they saw New York was suffering and fuck them because they're a bunch of whatever. Yeah, and what you're seeing in Nashville, the, the the dichotomy that you're seeing between the rest of the state and Nashville is really something that America was founded on. America, the, the guys who founded America, right? The the slave owners and the business people who weren't slave. Like you got the like t- Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, right? Yeah. Uh, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington. All right, you have city dwelling people, right? People in Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. Right. And then you had large landowners who lived in the country. And in order for them to strike a deal about creating a creating a, a nation, right, they had the, which was a democracy. The guys in the country who didn't have a lot of votes, right, they didn't have a lot of people. They were like, well, f- we're just going to get outvoted by all the city dwellers all the time. So they had to strike a deal where you had this dual parliament where each state has two, you know, and the districting was done in such a way that the country 
people, the country folk, had as much of a overrided the, the 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 city dwelling people, and that dichotomy still exists. That's why every state in the union, the capital is not the biggest city. Usually, I think Nashville is is the, is the weird one, right? I mean, New York has Albany, California. It's not San Francisco. It's not L.A. It's not San Diego. It's Sacramento. You know, it's always a small town, and yeah. that's to put the seat of power where the landowners can can control it. And that's why the conservatives got kind of have a have a out, you know, um, have a larger share of the vote or, or the large larger share of the power, even though they're much smaller uh, concentration of the people. So yeah. as as the internet and every as ways of people living started changing, more people moved into the cities. So you have these like really dense populations where you're the number of votes outpaces the others. But because the power structure was set up by, you know, to, to make sure that George Washington didn't lose his farm, right, or whatever, yeah, that's why you, you're getting, you know, steamrolled by 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 people who live in exurban areas and and by their vote. Yeah. It's very weird, you know. You and can't, you can't, yeah, they're on a steady diet too. Of, uh, I mean, not anymore, thankfully, but you know, Tucker out here going like, imagine if you will, <laughs> the cities are making all of your children trans. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's happening. Like that's in the just yeah. every fucking night. Like and 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 I gotta be honest viewers. And I gotta be honest with you. Look, look, he has he has polluted so much of of the discourse and just the it's interesting. They were talking about what made him special. Like why is he kind of more effective in that way? And it has something to do with the presentation. He's you know the act he had, you know the bow tie or whatever and yeah like he's very like uh boat shoesy you know yeah, he's a rich absolutely. kid and he comes from like a somewhat i have a friend who went to college with him or at the same college and it was, i think it was trinity i think he went to trinity college and he goes trinity is basically a college for rich kids who couldn't get into the ivy leagues that was <laughs> so he was you know he's a kind of like mediocre rich guy right yeah and he he spent a lot of time in media going from he was on CNN, MSNBC, you know, eventually finding his niche. Right. He eventually found this rage circuit uh, on on uh, on Fox. And the reason why he works well is he's kind of like this, you know, he, he has this dweeby thing about him. I don't know what that is. Also, that's also I don't know if it's like, you know, him and Ben Shapiro both have a weird high pitch voice. Yeah. And, and they kind of seem like they couldn't. They can't really win in a fight. Yeah, but at the same time, they're 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 smart. They're not stupid. So I think their audience, when they're seeing somebody who's smart, they have to be weak. They don't want somebody who's yeah. you know has got biceps. They want somebody who's smart, but I could kick kick his ass. Well, here's they the, want here's the like like what I mean. Why so many people say that uh, Tucker Carlson finally uh, being kicked off the air was probably one of the most severe blows to the white supremacist, white supremacist movement that's happened in years, you know, and who knows how long since they've had a defeat like this, because what Tucker was doing or his writers and his staff, they would go to these, you know, extreme white supremacist websites and, and podcasts and things of that nature that are not palatable to almost yeah. anyone. Because it's just, it's too far out there because it's, they're literally saying we should kill all the Jews and, you know, we should bring back concentration camps and every, you know, like, but what they do is like Tucker would go and his writers would go and they'd find the talking points 
and then well yeah with tucker with his dweeby voice and his like I, i'm kind of like i am kind of weak or whatever and then he would he'd bring sell you the, it to them he'd, he'd bring he'd bring it to you in in like you know red pill his audience or whatever he wanted to call it but by doing it in a he's not flexing he's not uh it's not aggressive it's just weird and dorky yeah and, and so when you hear it you're like it sounds like it might be news it doesn't sound like oh yeah i'm listening to an aryan brotherhood like guy uh, yeah he has this uh aura of decency i don't know like the the, the i don't care, care about this but for his audience if you look like that then yeah. you can't there's nothing wrong with you oh, you're just a you know you're you're a harmless guy right yeah. you're, you look like you look like your mom dressed you for sunday school that's kind of what he, he looks almost boyish and he's weird you know yeah. he's not very so he's, he doesn't look threatening and it's a good you know good quote unquote vehicle to for that message to to to, to middle america but he's you know he's an elitist on the on, from from freaking Connecticut or wherever he's from he's a, yeah. from a he's a rich kid he's he's not really a man of the people and the thing that he what I'm getting at is like you know when all those texts came out and those emails where he's where basically you see that I mean it's black and white admissible evidence to court they're not yeah. denying it that he doesn't believe any of this yeah that he's bullish that he knows that his audience are idiots i mean yeah. that's how he treats them yeah he knows they're stupid he knows they don't want to hear anything different and he's going to continue lying to them and just feeding their you know uh, their, their their rage cycle and he doesn't believe any of it he hates trump yeah hates him i mean he called him demonic i never you know i didn't <laughs> i don't like trump i never thought he was a demon you know like the guy yeah. hates <laughs> there's all these emails where they're going back and forth everybody in fox they're going back and forth where they're like, uh, you know, just another week, please God. You know, basically they were counting off the days until Biden took office, and we never have to deal with him again. Like they, they couldn't wait to get rid of him, all of them. And then they'd go at their, you know, they exchange text messages like that, and then they they go in front of the camera and do the exact opposite. They would play these roles. They're just acting, and you know, this whole Fox News thing did kind of, you know, it, it destroyed a lot of relationships. There's a lot of I can count like five, six people off the top of my head who can't talk to their parents. Yeah. Well, this is actually I I will say this. This might be controversial to some people, but I think it honestly it lands somewhere on the side of I think possibly a positive outcome of this entire like from from like the 2016 you know mm -hmm. starting there especially, and that's when I felt like when Facebook was practically murdered. Like that's basically when Facebook stopped working and. I was, you know, very vocal. I was, I was still using Facebook at the time, and I was like very vocal about. I was like, uh, you know, Donald Trump's a fucking white supremacist piece of shit. You're, you're a fucking idiot. You know, if you believe it. And the thing is, all like, I there were so many people. I had no idea that I was associating with that many, like, extremely vile, fucking racist, fucking nuts. And they, and they all came at me at first, you know, being like. Oh fuck you! You're you know, but before long, I had been blocked by like blocked by who knows maybe like thirty people and unfriended mm -hmm. by about two hundred people, and I was like, good fucking riddance to these toxic sacks of shit. You know, I, I could sort of in the past look. I mean, to give as much you know uh, benefit of the doubt to people, like when he started, you. I mean, I, I understand you could sniff it a mile away, and a lot of people could, but I could understand how 
people were like, oh, come on, he was on TV. He's the, you know, the apprentice guy. He's not, you know, especially people not from this area of the country. Like, in the, everybody in New, in New York knew he was a sack of shit. Like, there's yeah. not a single, you know, like most people in New York, I know people who grew up with, or I've talked to people who grew up with him, who went to school with him. Who, I mean, they, the guy's nuts, all right? He's, yeah. he's, so we could understand how people in the middle of the country who just used to see them on like The Apprentice and like, well, he can't be racist. I mean, you know, Omarosa <laughs> and whatever, you know, like yeah. I could, I could see how in the beginning there yeah. can't, but then but once he gets, yeah. look, but now at this point after like January 6th, I mean, you really gotta, and then there's people who just throw up their hands. I don't know well, he's a Republican candidate and I vote Republican. It's my team and I don't give a shit, you know, and like, well, he's. We'll see. I, I don't know. I didn't want to kind of turn this into anything about him. Yeah, but, you, you, we did um, kind of go down that road. No, uh, but but I, I, I agree but, with you. I agree with you that, that and also there are people who did make that decision and then have since, you know. Yeah, uh, there are enough of them. Their, that... you know, but uh, what I was saying, what was happening with me at the time, this is mostly, you know, parasocial. This wasn't, I wasn't, these aren't people that I was really spending a lot of time with around like face to face anymore. These are all people that I had like worked with at a job or like had, Played mm. on a played a sport on a team with them at one point, you know, like just all you know how you know Facebook is just you know you keeps you all these people in your lives that otherwise wouldn't be, yeah. But like the viciousness with which they would come at me when I would just point out things like, hey man, I think this guy's a rapist, you know, hey, I think this guy's a uh like a white supremacist, hey, I think this guy's uh you know gonna try and you know just give tax cuts to the rich, like. <laughs> well, well, I mean that that a lot of people on board, a lot of them would do that. Like that's a typical sort of right wing thing that that yeah. they would give tax cuts to the rich, and that's like okay, if people want to vote for that, they want to vote for that. But I think that they they sort of ascribe to him. I mean, look, he lives on the nexus of America's two major religions, which is money and fame. Yeah, he has inhabited that since the since his early days in the eighties. He yeah. wanted to be that. He has people think he has more money than he has, and people think he's more famous than he is. And that's what people believe. And if you take that away from them, if you tell, it's very hard to tell people that I've talked to like people who think he's like one of the richest guys in, in America. Yeah. And me, meanwhile, like if Zuckerberg woke up tomorrow with, with Trump's money, he'd jump out of a window. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, I mean, there's so many, he's not even, he's not even the, in the top 10 real estate developers in New York. Like it, it's, yeah. But if you tell people that, what do you mean? The thing I watched on TV for the past 20 years has been bullshit. You know, it, it's very difficult to, to 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 bring people out of it. I get that they were rolled. I'm yeah. not, you know, I, I don't want to blame. Not everybody's got the time and energy to like dissect everything. But what I was sort of getting to is with with Tucker, like it's worse that that, that when those emails came out, like at least if I at least before those emails came out that he doesn't really believe in anything. That he's really against Trump. That he, you know, before you knew for sure that it was an act. I mean, we all thought so. Yeah. But you know, before, well, like now, I have it black and white. You thought, well, at least you know, there's a chance he believes this, and that's what he believes. That's then sort of the fact that he's been spewing this out and making people hate each other. It's just what he believes. But no, he doesn't believe it. Yeah. It's worse. It's way, way worse. Like if he was a true believer. You kind of would be like, well, whatever. You can't, you know, he's just mental or whatever. He's just, but the fact that he doesn't believe any of it, that's kind of like, I, and I don't know. The, the interesting thing is where the depressing part is that there's a lot of people who read that, who kind of know that it's true yeah. and just kind of shrug. Well, whatever. I just want the content, you know, like, yeah. 
I just want the drug. That's the thing is he was, no matter how you slice it or what his personal beliefs are, he was the mainstream outlet for these like very fringe ideas. Because the only only other place, if you want to get this shit, you got to go on VDare or 4chan. Like these, you know, really weird corners of the internet that a normal person is not going to go to. And like we said earlier too, like speaking about, you know, certain generations, you know, if you're a much older person, you know, like, you know, 70s, 80s, you're not likely to be on 4chan. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I know I've heard of it, but I don't know how to get on it. Like, and I, I sort of, you know, I'm OK with the Internet. I can. You know. Yeah. But it's the same thing with. I think now he's trying to be on Twitter. He's like, there's a he's trying to do like a TV show on Twitter. I don't oh know if he's you know, how many people he's going to like. Older, you know, people in their sixties are not going to like turn on Twitter and watch. So I don't know how much success he's going to have. Here's, with it, here's, what, here's what I don't get, and I wonder if you have a, an opinion about this. A guy like that, he had a run he never should have had. It, you know, a good run, millions and millions and millions and millions. His his bank account's got to be just loaded. Grip. He's probably got to have a dope house. Yeah. He's probably got. He probably has a boat. He's got. You know, why doesn't he just fucking say? I I did you know cut cut your fucking losses you're done like you made you made a hundred million dollars you're good stop I, I I I gotta be honest with you this is I'm gonna go back to 2008 just because I lived in you know so I lived in New York uh, I live in New York and in 2008 is when the banking crisis happened and if you remember the banks got bailed out they all got their money. And we all, you know, that that's the short story of it. All right. I mean, there was a lot of bankers who got fired and whatever, but most yeah. of them got, you know, they a lot of them got their bonuses. A lot of them got, they kind of walked away um, with the money. Yeah. And what happened afterwards is you had this, there were, unemployment happened. A lot of people lost their jobs. And then these guys who walked away with the money felt wounded. Like it, the money wasn't enough. Because yeah. from if you talk to people in 2007, finance bros were gods. They were like they called them masters of the universe. Like a Gordon Gecko type, you know. They were supposed to be very smart. It was the idea was that they were super smart and they worked really hard. Yeah. And then when the banking crisis happened and you looked into it for like two seconds, you realize these guys are not that smart. None of this is that complicated. It's just a, it was a kind of scam. How did they miss it? This is so stupid, right? And they lost all the respect. They had the money. Yeah. But they lost the respect. And you realize how much that respect is like what you're saying. Why doesn't he just walk away on, on, a, on a boat and enjoy his life? People don't really live for that. Yeah, <laughs> that is, most people, most people can do that. But a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't, um, you know, uh, can't just walk away into the sun. Look, there's a lot of reasons why people are on TV and um, why they why they want to be on TV. And, uh, you know, if you're a millionaire. That's the thing, a million, a billionaire, whatever you want to call it. If you have a lot of money, the thing you want is fame. Because, my, I, you know, that's why people buy Ferraris. It says, I have money. I have a yeah. lot of money. Look at me. But if you, have, if you have fame, you almost don't even need money. We have your table right here, sir. Yeah. Do you know what? It's, 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 a, it's a currency. Yes. We so, have a table right here, bad Bobby. Yeah, whatever, it, <laughs> whoever you are, you know, you, it's a, it's a, you walk in. Like if you're on TV, whatever, you could be the the weatherman in, in uh, Nashville, right? Yeah. You probably have more cachet in some way. Like people say, hi, you're, you're, the, you're a local celebrity, right? You have more cachet than the guy, you know, who, who has 
who maybe is a billionaire that nobody knows about. Yeah. That's why a lot of these people, they want, they want the fame. That's why Elon Musk is out of his mind. Yeah. Because he, I mean, look, look I, I sometimes, <laughs> I got into, I was really trying to be um, amicable with this guy on, on uh, Twitter Impossible. who like comment. I have like <laughs> nobody on Twitter. I was exactly, <laughs> but I, th th that launch happened, right? Oh, where it blew you up. Know, it blew up. And, yeah, and yeah, like, I love that. And everybody, so again, not to, I'm not diminishing the, the difficulty and whatever, but I was annoyed at how the media all of a sudden, well, things are hard and, you know, he keep, great job, keep trying. Like, no, no, let's examine it a little. Let's, you know, I don't know if you noticed the launch, if you notice how much debris was shot up, like yeah. that, that just, like I was reading somebody saying that just shouldn't have happened. They should have, they kind of rushed it. They kind of, you know, but nobody's allowed to criticize Elon. And on Twitter, I had no idea how deep the Twitter, like, there's people who adore him, who, yeah. who like, who just will not let a single point of criticism, you know, fall yeah, on that's him. The thing. I was trying to be amical about that as well. I, because uh, I, you know, just commented, I was just saying uh, that Nazi rocket science has been in decline since the 1940s. And you know these Elon. Is this guys. where you're going? <laughs> That's not terribly applicable, but uh, and I get it. I, I, it's a good joke. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I this guy started getting it into me, and I kept on saying, "I understand what you mean. I'm just saying I'm not." And then he kept on saying, "You got to give him some credit, man. Look what he's done." I'm like, the dude is the wealthiest person ever to have lived. I think yeah. we've given him credit. Nobody's saying he doesn't deserve credit. But like, can we review this? Like, it's the biggest rocket to ever explode. You know, NASA built 25 big rockets and none of them exploded. And that was on a government budget. Whatever, you know, so it's not like it's impossible. It's not like he's doing something, you know what I mean, that doesn't have some point of reference. It's not like we can't criticize him a little. Not every Tesla that came off the, you know, the, the production line was perfect. It's like, but you can't. And I think that's what they want. That when Once you have so much money that, you know, uh, worldly issues are not bothering you anymore. You can afford whatever. You don't have to worry about where's my next vacation. And, you know, then it's this, then, it, then you get this, this level of, it, you know, the, you get this level of, I want to be adored. I want to be, you know, some people, some people yeah. can, can go off in the sunset and just enjoy their life. I think it, it's kind of like a, you know, what I, what I think about is like athletes that won't retire, like uh Tom Brady, you know, and yeah. it's, and, it, and then it starts to become embarrassing for them, or, or even like Michael Jordan. You know, like possibly you know the one of the greatest, truly yeah. one of the greatest athletes to ever live. But he just kind of like kept kept on a little bit longer than you know, and in, I mean, whatever. Dude. Like he was still fucking great even when he was you know yeah. falling off. But the that makes for some reason that makes sense to me. For some reason, uh, as an athlete, I'm like, well, it's the game. They live for the game, and I can yeah. see what you're saying is that these me mediocre white guys. The money's not the game. The game is that they found something that makes them seem special. And that's, you know, yeah, especially they'll, they'll, if, be, they'll if, never be fucking Michael Jordan. They'll never be Tom Brady. Like, yeah. And especially if Michael Jordan, you got to, I mean, or, or athletes in particular have spent their entire lives doing that. So you almost understand that what am I, and they have another half of their life to go. Yeah. So you kind of get the apprehension like, shit, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, this is different. This is like they spent a lot of their lives trying to make money, trying to get successful. And then they want fame because again, there's people who who are richer than some rich, famous people, you know, 
And a lot of the rich, famous people, like there's no, I don't think there's necessarily a reason. What's the guy who owns the Dallas? Not, um, uh, what's his name? Um, he was on Shark Tank. and Oh, Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban. There's no reason you should know Mark Cuban. No. Mark Cuban, he, you know who he is because Mark Cuban wants to be known. Weird. You know what I mean? He's like the least offensive billionaire I think I've ever. I understand again, but he's known because he wants to be known. Oh, Trust yeah, yeah, me, for sure. You know, you know, like people who are known, they they do a lot in order to get there. Yeah. So it's it's not. Um, you know, I just think that the uh, the it's a part of the madness. You know, it's a part of. I think one of the, if you notice Elon Musk, a lot, he, he tries to be funny. That's yeah. one of the tragic <laughs> things. And he's oh so not, God. I mean, I don't mean to, again, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, may he's I, a lot of good things. I'm not. May I, may I, may I please just say one thing about uh, just cause I have to, it's, it's my mm. favorite tweet. I think I may have seen in the past year. And we were talking about being amicable on Twitter and also who knows, man, we might not have Twitter in a few months if Elon keeps <laughs> doing what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, so he, you know, he he loves celebrities and he wants the celebrities to like him because that's clout. And he uh, posted on uh, to Tom DeLong, the lead singer of Blink-182, and he went, hey, what's up, Tom? And everyone can see that because it's Elon yeah. Musk posting to another celebrity. And Tom DeLong wrote back, hi, I wish you would stop trying to make people like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever seen anyone bodied that fucking hard in a, such a nice way. <laughs> he's not, he's not fun. I mean, look, a lot of people aren't fun. It's not, you know, yeah. but it's hard to be funny, but it's like this thing that he really, you know, like, let's say you're, do you know the thing of the princess and the pea? Do you know that allegory? Uh, yeah. 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 So the whole concept of princess, for those of you who don't know, is <laughs> like it was like a fairy tale right where a prince tries to find the perfect princess and the way he does it is he puts her uh, under a bunch of mattresses like she she gets to sleep under there's like 20 mattresses and he puts a pea underneath the bottom one yeah and if she wakes up in the morning and says how was your night she says, oh it was great you know then she's not a real princess but if she wakes up in the morning and says oh my back hurts it was like you know she felt that one pea you know like that little granule uh bothers her I that's think an that's insane kind of, story. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I mean, it's been so long since I've thought about that. That's yeah, that's but it's fucking kind of, ridiculous. But the concept is that basically that when you're when you live such a comfortable life, anything, even a pee under twenty mattresses, can bother you. Yeah. You know, like if that's the goal, especially in our consumer society, yeah. to arrange your life in such a way that everything is just it's all just Miller time. You know, it's all just milk and honey, and there's nothing nothing bothers you then yeah, the fact that you're not the funniest guy in the room annoys you. And you have to spend $44 billion on a fucking social media platform that costs maybe 12 to yeah. try to make yourself funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, and he's human. Look, I, I'm not, one of the things that I think, they're all human. All these people are human and they're all, we're all human and we're subject to the same faults. And, you know, he's, he doesn't have anything that, that most of us don't have. So he's, you know, he, he's subject to the same, like you get sometimes uh, spoiled and lazy and, 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 you know, and he does too. And when you're very, very wealthy, you know, you, it sky's the limit. So it's, it's interesting to always try to see him be funny and he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a knack for it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, and then people laugh. That's the, the saddest part. 
he's you know he's the boss and you got you gotta you know you gotta make him it's kind of like a, it's like in in, uh, in Boogie Nights when you know Dirt Diggler became like the most famous porn star, but he wanted to be a singer, and <laughs> he couldn't fucking do it, man. And that no matter how much money he threw at the record uh, label, there is a, they couldn't they couldn't yeah. make him sing good. <laughs> there's a great there's a great um, yeah there's a great uh, Nick Mullen who's a great comedian. I don't know him personally, but I follow him, and he's got a great joke about you know Elon Musk. You guys can look him. Oh, Nick, Nick Mullen from uh, Come Town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick's yeah. great, man. Yeah, Nick's great, and he and um, but yeah, these these are all like things that you know. I, again, I've been thinking about it during the pandemic. I don't really cover Elon so much in my special, but um, I sort of do cover getting older, and uh, and uh, like I, I do cover um, you know, living in Brooklyn, the shit that New York got during like living in this in this like just uh, the pandemic was happening and then just hearing all the 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 vitriol that new york got and just like no we had like no sympathy like when 9-11 happened because it was because it was foreign terrorists and because yeah. there was that thing yeah. you know we never had a lot forget. of sympathy yeah. yeah never forget uh we had a lot of sympathy although this is the interesting thing if 9-11 happened like right now you know like one of the things that uh like Alex Jones came about as a big, he, he started as a big 9-11 truther. Yeah. You know, so even now in a lot of the conspiracy theory that's taken over a lot of the right, even Trump said, we don't really know what happened on 9-11. You know, they, they, <laughs> it's yeah, an but interesting But we don't thing. though, I'm honestly, man. <laughs> but not in the way he thinks, you no, know, not, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, for sure. not in the Alex Jones way. We, we don't, you know, like... Jeff Fuel doesn't build steel beams. It's, the the mechanics of it, we know. <laughs> but it's this constant, you know, like why are people uh, why are people prone to believing in conspiracy theories? And there's this, like, if you look at Rogan or, or Alex Jones, or, do you do you ever watch the the um, documentary about? Um, I guess it was about cults or religions, or like, and they were explaining why. Um, why pe some people are very prone to joining cults hmm. and they're talking about um actors in LA yeah you know how LA is a big you know it's always been not only that but also like other sort of oh yeah they, um, got, it they got it all they got it all that the crystals and whatever and the whole it's similar to conspiracy it is kind of a conspiracy theory and they said it's because a lot of people you know if you spend your life you know uh uh not going to school, not, you know, you realize at some point, you know, I'm, I've fallen back, not in the grades, but in life. And a lot of people that I know have whatever they're progressing in life. They're they're you know, or maybe, maybe you're doing well, but you feel like you're falling back, you know? Yeah. Then this thing comes along and says, you don't have to study. You don't have to know what the mechanics of the world, are. you don't have to know physics and math and whatever. There's this whole other real truth. And the real truth says that, you know, all you got to do is hold these crystals or whatever. It's a way of leapfrogging to the front of, you know, yeah. to inhabit a universe in which, you know, you really, you know, the real truth, not your, you know, not your, uh, your smart ass uncle or cousin who, who, who has a nice car and a nice house. He doesn't know shit. You really know what it yeah. is. And that's why it's always the drunk uncle at the end of the, the Thanksgiving, you know, table. It's never the guy who was actually hosting the Thanksgiving who has the food, who has the who has the turkey? It's always the guy at the end with some theory about how it really works. And I, I think <laughs> I was gonna say too, like you know, that's 
how you develop an extremely large cult like a uh, MAGA too is you're like, well, all you have to do is be white, like, and then you're automatically you're uh, superior. Yeah. Dude, you're that's, not, that's one, of my, one of my favorite things to watch. Like, one of my favorite reasons I like to watch things about uh, the mafia, like the traditional mafia and like all yeah. that kind of shit. Or uh, Boardwalk Empire, shout out Atlantic City, where you just were for a, a, yeah. a little stretch, is yeah. watching the like absurd level of racism between white guys at each other <laughs> for being like yeah, well, a slightly was... different type of white guy in their in their opinion. Yeah, and, and it's weird because now they've all kind of uh, you know we've all agreed that the you know like that that or the society quote unquote has agreed which you know where the racial lines are. But yeah, there was those things move, and there's going to be a time like now. There's a lot like the guy I think in te- I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I think the guy who just shot up uh, group groups of people in Texas was kind of like a, a white supremacist, but he was Latino. Is that is that correct? Am I making that's a, a I actually am not familiar with that guy. Yeah, that is a that I, is a thing. I don't know if that was yeah exactly it is a thing. I don't know if that was the guy or if I'm mixing. There's so many shootings, nobody could freaking keep you know keep up with it anymore. But it is a thing, and it is because you know, and and you can feel it within Latino community. Some people think, some people consider themselves more. I don't know if they'd say the word white, but they do consider themselves more accepted than others. And there's, there's a, a you know, there's a professor that might be coming on the podcast who has a whole thing on uh, POC white supremacists. So it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's a kind of a bizarre. Uh, I mean, shit. Uh, who's that fucking guy? Kanye West was really man. He he put it into words himself. So I mean, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Like a, a black Nazi sympathizer. Like it's just it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. But he's you know he's got men. You know he really has. And he admits he has you know prescriptions and he's he's got issues. Yeah, I'm not trying to diagnose him, but um, give him a diagnosis. But I'm doing a bit in the special where I'm trying to. <laughs> what are racists? what are like racism yeah. when we were kids uh the way they told they don't it's just hate that's all it is it's just hate and that's a very simplified version of what racism is yeah hate is a big part of it yeah but it's not just hate racism is a narrative you have to it's not random fucking hate you have to hate the right people for the right reasons at the right time yeah it's canon do you understand? It's it, there's a there's a there's a line of thinking in it. It's not. It's, it's like being you, into fucking Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Like, and, and, and having to be and and if exactly. somebody else doesn't agree with you about what Aragorn's yeah. lineage is, then you're fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, racism is hate nerds. That's yeah. what they are. They're hate nerds. They're you can't just show up to a clan rally and be like, yeah, man, these fucking Belgians. With their, you know, pole vault thing, like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? No, 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 not belt. We're we're talking yeah. about Mexicans right now, and yeah, and these Irish people. Whoa, 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 whoa. some of us have families from Ireland. <laughs> like, you'd start hearing if you go, and if you get the hate wrong, like if you mix them up, meaning like, you know, I mean, all these Asians are lazy. You know, you you start the the, the KKK guys. Go, no, no, no. Actually, a- Asians are not. They're very industrious. What they are is they're scheming. You know, like you you yeah. start getting arguments with them yeah. where they both defend and <laughs> defend one race and be, and it's it's fun to fuck with them like that. Yeah. Like if you could, it's, like, it's I, like yeah, they they behave like a fandom. They behave like it a is. fandom it's, of a fucking of like a yeah, like of a fantasy novel series or 
yeah. he's at, they're hate nerds. That's and what, it kind of makes sense that Kanye drifted into that because he is a nerd. Kind of, you know, yeah. he is a sort of he very nerd, nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's just another uh, fan fiction he walked into. If you go, like, if you go to a Klan rally or some white supremacist, like, proud boy, whatever hate group, right? And you just go in there and you just reverse the hate, meaning like you just change the topic a little bit. They get annoyed. They get like you can't go, well, Mexicans, you know, they're they're, they're shitting on them, right? And then you yeah. can just stand up, yeah, man, Mexicans, they control the media. They'll yeah. be like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 that's not the, you know, no, that's can the they start correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then you, and then argue with them, try, try to get them to discuss. No, I thought Mexicans control the media. No, no, that's the Jews. No, no, it's the Mexicans. They have, there's a whole channel that's Mexican. I don't, what do you, you know, you piss them off. They, yeah. they would get more pissed off about that, that you're fucking with their canon yeah. than they would about you actually not being racist. It's a- actually, actually, yeah. it's the, it's the Mexican Telemundo is actually exactly the Zion on this. <laughs> exactly. You would get, they're all the comic book guy from the Simpsons, just with yeah. the, in, in a SS uniform. Get up. It's, they're, the fu- they're the fucking comic book guy from the Simpsons with a fucking SS tattoo on their neck. It's, that's all they are. It's yeah. just, I mean, do you have, I always was surprised. Like one of the things about Americans is how we are not aware of the world. Like I have a friend who, who used to work. He works in Queens, and I think he worked at a hospital. He was a anyway, and he was telling me like all these, you know, because Queens is very diverse, right? And he's telling me about this guy who worked in the hospital who who was racist, who you know, legitimately a racist. The guy, um, I think he was a technician. I don't know what he was. He was like a janitor or something. Sometimes he'd have like coffee with the guy, and he was old, like before retirement. This is years ago when. Racism was back when racism was just the thing you th- thought was going to die out. Yeah. And this guy knew, I mean, he had no education, right? But he knew the difference, quote unquote, between uh, Guatemalans versus Ecuadorians versus, you know, Nicaraguans versus El Salvador. Like most Americans can't name all those countries. Yeah. And this guy's not, he didn't go to school for this. He just learned through racism, yeah. <laughs> through like, wow. through his various hate. You know, and it's like this thing hate, where hate like, is an educational motivator, man. Yeah. How did you, my, my friend was like, how did this guy, I mean, none of it's true. You know, all of it is bullshit. All of his stereotypes were something that he picked up from, you know, some other hate dude. You know, yeah. before, but it was amazing that he could like differentiate between all, <laughs> even yeah. name all of it. I, also, I mean, like that's, yeah. Being able to differentiate like people from different South American countries just on site. Like you're right, the average American can't do that. Like, no, and it's all he, and it's through hate that he managed <laughs> through stupidity. It's just, but yeah, they're hate nerds. They're just, uh, you have to hate the right people for the right reasons at the right time. You can't just go in randomly with your own little, you know, I hate the whatever Norwegians because of X reason, you know, because of whatever. They took all my hair. That's not. <laughs> That's not what the Proud Boys are here for. No, you, you can't hate the Norwegians, man, because they brought us or whatever uh, Northman, Norseman, or whatever. Or yeah, Northman, that, that uh fucking Alexander Skarsgård movie. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, though, dude, that was violent. I saw that on a plane. I was like, Jesus. I was Christ, I was, was very fun. sad to hear that uh, that the uh, white supremacist movement decided to adopt that movie as one of like oh, their God. movies. I was like, God damn it. Like, because I, I just thought it was generally cool. I thought it was cool when 
Like, what uh, about the white on white violence in that movie? And why aren't these people? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think racists are basically hate nerds. They're, 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 you heard it here first. Me and Sasha just solved racism once. Everything is fine now. We, we, we welcome the age of peace and tranquility. I hope it is actually. If If it, you know what? If it did, if some kid's listening to this, and actually goes, yeah, you know what? I mean, it's possible that we helped somebody. <laughs> I think we helped everybody. <laughs> but hey, man, uh, speaking of kids, dude, I've got a one-month-old uh, baby. Congratulations, and I, man. And I have to be on a hard out on this particular yeah. episode, man. But before we go, let's please remind everyone. Oh, yeah. The- so it's 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 uh, Sunday, May 21st, New York City at New York Comedy Club, 241 East 24th Street in manhattan uh come to my uh there's two shows 5 p.m and 7 p.m show it's a taping of my special the special is called root for the wind this is sasha serbel again sunday may 21st 5 p.m and 7 p.m new york comedy club you can find uh all this information at my socials my website sasha serbel.com s-a-s-h-a-s-r-b-u-l-j.com and sasha serbel instagram facebook twitter all those Oh yeah, Sasha, always a pleasure having you on, man. Let's do this Thank again you, soon and let's solve yeah. another uh another societal. Yeah, it'll be Ill. global warming next time. Glo- next time, guys, we're gonna fix global warming. <laughs> Peace, All Sasha. Right. Cheers.